From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now, here's your host, Kate Burdett. Welcome to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. I'm Kate Burdett. Coming up on today's show, we're continuing our tour of Ohio's minor league baseball teams with Chris Sprague of the Columbus Clippers. He's standing by to tell us about some really great stuff going on at Huntington Park. We'll have the latest from the Locked On podcasts and from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, too. Let's get started. Chris Sprague is the Director of Media and Ticket Services for the Columbus Clippers. Still lots of minor league baseball to be played in the capital city, as well as all those other spots in Ohio we've been talking about. Chris, how are things going over at Huntington Park? Hey, thanks uh, so much for having us. It's great to, uh, to be part of this, and uh, it has been a, a fantastic summer here uh, at Huntington Park, our 14th season uh, here at this location in the Arena District downtown, and we've been packing in the fans and having some uh, exciting games on the field, and uh, don't think the season could be going much better to this point. Excitement on and off the field, as always. The Clippers are kind of an institution in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, tell me a little bit about how the team's been doing this summer. Well, uh, not having our, our best season uh, as far as the standings. We're, we're in the thick of the race, um, not at the top of it, but uh, it's, been, it's been a very exciting team to watch. Um, in the past couple of years, uh, specifically, uh, just watching the number of uh, young rookie players that we've been able to to send up to the, the Cleveland Guardians and, and to contribute there to that uh, great team, um, and just knowing that we uh, we still have the next uh, great young wave of players here. Um, we've had a, a number of walk-off wins this year. Uh, we had a game that we were down four runs with two outs in the ninth and hit a grand slam to tie the game and, and won the game the next inning uh, with a walk-off. Um, just, just a lot of fun uh, on the field. Um, and, and in the stands, uh, the, the, the fans just uh, couldn't seem to be uh, having a better time. Uh, there, there's kind of something for everybody uh, at Huntington Park uh, for the, the young kids and the families, uh, the college kids, uh, young professionals, uh, the older uh, crowd parents and, uh, and seniors. We, we really do have something for everybody here. Um, and it's just been great to see uh, the, the turnstiles busy this year, um, uh, like always uh, here, here at Huntington Park. We always look forward to seeing what kind of special events are coming and what kind of things that are sort of off the field but that are attractive to bring in crowds. And you've had a number of them from from things like, you know, bringing in different personalities or celebrities to events where you've honored things like people in the military and first responders what kind of process is there behind the scenes to come up with with all of these ideas? Well, as we as we kind of indicated there, uh, you really do want to kind of um, have something on our our calendar, our promotional calendar, to, to kind of cover everybody um, and and attract people to the park uh, that are baseball fans and that aren't baseball fans, but that uh, that enjoy a good time out and uh, and that you might be able to to attract out uh, with something. Uh, there are specials that we do here every single week. Uh, you referenced our military. Uh, we have a military and first responders uh, night that we honor uh, those folks every single Wednesday uh, with a special uh, half-price ticket ticket discount. Uh, we do things throughout those games to honor them. The Clippers uh, every Wednesday night will wear um, uh, camouflage uh, jerseys there uh, to, to kind of honor the, uh, the U.S. military. So, um, you know, that's something that we do every single week. 
Um, Sundays is our family day and our senior day uh, where we have specials um, every single week. Uh, one of our most popular um, institutions here has become the uh, Kids Running the Bases, uh, which can happen uh, on every Sunday after the game. Um, these kids of all ages can come uh, down on the field and uh, run around the bases uh, right after the, the Clippers game, which is uh, one of our most popular ideas. Uh, but we do then also, uh, you know, strive to bring in uh, really special uh, events and occasions, uh, things that might uh, happen once a year or maybe once every uh, couple of years. Um, you know, just looking ahead at our at our promotional calendar coming up uh, uh, here in a, in a few days, actually, we've got um, a sitcom night where we uh, are going to honor the show The Office. Uh, for the second time this year, we've got a character uh, from that show. Uh, the, the gentleman who played Stanley on that show, Leslie David Baker, is going to be uh, here in attendance uh, at Huntington Park and greeting fans. Um, we've also got a former professional wrestler, Tito Santana, uh, is coming out to the park next month. Um, you know, occasions like that uh, where we're able to to bring in um, fans that may uh, may not necessarily be coming for the baseball, but uh, they'll, they'll come and enjoy those things and then uh, uh, hopefully see uh, what a wonderful time uh, anyone can have here at our park. Um, one of the more exciting uh, promotions that we have coming up uh, this year for the second time, we have a special promotion with Marvel uh, that's going on across uh, a lot of the minor leagues. They, uh, Marvel has created a, a special unique Clippers logo. And uh, the team uh, wears these special uniforms uh, on August 5th uh, and going to have a character appearance from the Black Panther. Uh, so something that the, the kids will certainly uh, enjoy seeing and seeing our, our special uniforms and the tribute to Marvel. Um, you know, those are all things that, uh, that we really try to put together throughout uh, the course of each season um, so that our fans, that uh, whether they're coming out just once or coming out uh, to all of our games, uh, get to see uh, lots of special things go on. It really does seem like every single game is a new special event, and I'm sure that takes a lot of work for you and the rest of the staff. And it is it really is remarkable to watch all of this being undertaken. Coming up next, I, I want to talk about one of the most popular promotions that you do with the Clippers. And let's just leave it at this. It involves food. That's coming up next on Ohio Sports Magazine. Rothman and Ice. Hall of Fame or failure seems to be the right expectation or what people are putting on him. I'm wondering whether or not he will become KD. Rothman and Ice, weekdays at noon. Sponsored by your local Pella Window showroom. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Welcome back to Ohio Sports Magazine. We're talking with Chris Sprague from the Columbus Clippers. And Columbus Clippers, to me, is synonymous with one thing, Dime a Dog Night. Is that a weekly thing that you guys do, Chris? It certainly is. Uh, unquestionably, one of our most popular uh, promotions, our Tansky Tuesday uh, Diamond Dog Nights. Uh, each Tuesday uh, at Huntington Park is Diamond Dog Night. Uh, just as the uh, title indicates, only 10 cents per hot dog. Um, uh, that is uh, a longtime um, uh, popular promotion here in Columbus, uh, dating back to the late 70s. Uh, the 10 cent hot dog promotion uh, has not changed. We have kept it. Uh, our, our team president, Ken Schnacki, likes to joke uh, that uh, one year he did consider, uh, with, with inflation and things, going ahead and raising that uh, to a quarter. Um, and uh, almost caused a riot, so we uh, mm-hmm. we quickly uh, nixed that idea and, and kept those at uh, at ten cents. Is something I imagine uh, will probably always be the case. But uh, so much fun to see. 
uh, our fans uh, come out for those Tuesday games and, and run to the concession lines. Um, there's nothing quite like going up with two quarters and getting a box of five hot dogs to uh, to hold you. Uh, our, our, our veteran fans, you'll see, even uh, bring their own condiments uh, in with them in their pockets so that they can, <laughs> um, can get those dogs to their seats as quickly as possible. Uh, and enjoy me and go back for more. Um, you know, certainly uh, uh, something that the, the Clippers are, are famous for. Uh, we, we, the nice thing is we do have, uh, you know, great promotions involving the concessions really, really every day. Uh, again, those Tuesday uh, Diamond Dog Nights uh, are, are kind of the most uh, famous ones. Uh, but if you miss that, you can come back on Wednesday and we have dollar days at the concession stands uh, where there's a number of different uh, concession items uh, that only cost a dollar. Um, on Thursday, Thursdays, we have Thirsty Thursdays uh, uh, for the older crowd with uh, adult beverage uh, specials. Um, and then Fridays, we do $5 Fridays, um, where you can get a, a slice of Donato's pizza and a soft drink for just 5 bucks. Um, also, small beers and wines for $5, um, where, where, again, uh, just a chance to, to kind of come. And, and you're not uh, have to break the bank to, to come out to the park and, and get a, a nice bite to eat, something to drink, and, and watch the game, um, which, is, which is certainly fun. And that really is something that I think so many families rely on for some summertime entertainment, because you can. You can feed the family for a really reasonable price, but it's not just about the the hot dogs or the popcorn anymore. So many stadiums, both major and minor league, are really kind of opening things up to a a more sophisticated culinary experience in some ways, where you're going to see options at the concession stands that you might not be expecting. Well, you're right. Uh, you know, I, I'm certainly old enough to remember you go to the ballpark, even the major league ballparks, and every concession stand had this, the same option. It didn't really matter where you were in the park. Uh, you kind of knew what you'd get. Um, you know, not the case nowadays. Um, lots of uh, specialty items in different places around the park. Uh, we have a uh, Lucille and Crash's uh, Cuisine uh, Corner, which is designed more for the kids, uh, kind of named after our mascots. Um, and, and different places throughout the park um, where you can get all sorts of different things if you're uh, feeling like Mexican food, if you're feeling like wraps, um, you know, chicken sandwiches, those sorts of things. Uh, and obviously, you know, the more traditional uh, ballpark food as well. Uh, one of the most popular things I, I still see to this day that, that you got to love coming out to the park is get some ice cream in one of the uh, souvenir little helmets there. Absolutely. Um, you, can, you, you can get them here at Huntington Park the, uh, in, uh, in soft serve or dipping Dots and you can't go wrong there. Oh my gosh, you're making me hungry just talking about it. Huntington Park is such a beautiful venue as well. So, I think, well-situated in downtown Columbus in the Arena District. You get a beautiful view of downtown while you sit there and, and watch the game. And it really is just kind of a a hidden gem for some. If I highly encourage anyone that has not yet experienced a Clippers game at Huntington Park in Columbus to check it out because it really is quite an upgrade from uh, from the old location. Let's put it that way. Um, well, that's that's uh, very kind of you to say. Of course, we're very proud of, uh, of the facility and the experience uh, that, that people have when they come here. If if people haven't been to a Clippers game, we always say just just come down to one. And uh, we bet uh, we'll hook you and you'll, you'll want to uh, come back as soon as you can. Um, you know, this facility, Huntington Park, 
uh, opened here, uh, the corner of Neal and Nationwide in the Arena District um, in the uh, spring of 2009. It's the 14th season. And uh, in 10 of those years, we've been open. Uh, this facility has been named the best ballpark in the country uh, by uh, one or another um, uh, publication. Um, it, it's very well uh, respected, um, just both for the aesthetics um, and just the experience uh, that our fans um, get here. And uh, I, I'm certainly a sucker for ballparks where you can see the downtown skyline uh, when you're sitting in the park. I, I just think that always um, just makes for such a, a nice setting uh, for, for a downtown ballpark. And um, that is uh, certainly the case here. Um, you know, now the, the Clippers, uh, we've got a lot of neighbors the, uh, with the Blue Jackets right next door. Uh, the Hockey Arena and the Columbus crew have, uh, have moved down here uh, recently uh, to become our neighbor as well in the Arena District. So um, uh, always a lot uh, going on down around here, but uh, we're glad to be right, uh, right in the center of it. And there's more events uh, here at Huntington Park uh, than, than the other facilities, and we're very proud of that. Huntington Park also inside the ballpark and during the games, kind of on the cutting edge of technology. And that's what Chris and I are going to talk about next, how some really, really interesting technology is being tested at Huntington Park in the minor leagues to potentially benefit the majors someday. That's next on Ohio Sports Magazine. Now is a great time to schedule a back-to-school dental appointment. Dr. Lori Fitzgerald, president of the Ohio Dental Association, is here to tell us more. Your child's teeth and gums need the right food, nutrition, and vitamins to grow strong and stay healthy. Help them maintain good oral health by brushing every morning and night, flossing, visiting the dentist twice a year, and developing good eating habits. As kids head back to school, it is important to know that foods and drinks high in sugar, acidity, and other cavity-promoting substances are often low in nutritional value and have the potential to create plaque capable of damaging tooth enamel. A back-to-school dental appointment can diagnose any potential problems and improve your child's oral health. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state, are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and obtain superior ongoing education and training. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you are being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org. Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Make memories that will last a lifetime at the Ohio State Fair, July 26th through August 6th. Experience your favorite fair traditions like the Butter Cow, Smoky Bear, the Sky Glider, and livestock animals. Enjoy delicious food, exhilarating rides, shopping, arts, exciting entertainment, live music, education, hands-on activities, and so much more. Get tickets to visit the Ohio State Fair, July 26th through August 6th at OhioStateFair.com. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. August special elections rarely get a lot of attention, and they have had historically low turnout in the past. Ohio can't afford for you to sit this one out, though. Issue 1 would end majority rule in our state and would take away the voice of we the people to make decisions about Ohio's future. Please make a plan to vote on August 8th. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. 
Do you or any of your family members, neighbors, or friends own a property that you just want to be done with it? If so, call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000. 614-470-2000. Would it be convenient for you to take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. Call 614-470-2000. That's 614-470-2000. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. We're talking Columbus Clippers baseball today on Ohio Sports Magazine. I'm joined with the Director of Media and Ticket Services, Chris Sprague, who was kind of telling me a little bit off the air about some new technological advances that are being employed at the park here in Columbus at uh, Huntington Park with the Columbus Clippers that may just wind up in the major leagues someday. Right, Chris? Well, that's right, Kate. It's it's a very exciting time. Baseball fans these days are, are noticing a lot of changes. Uh, as you watch Major League Baseball this year, uh, for the very first time, they are uh, instituting pitch clocks, uh, a countdown where uh, the batter's got to be ready and the pitcher's got to deliver his pitch uh, at a certain point. Uh, and, and the clock also kind of just keeps things moving uh, between innings and during mound visits and those sorts of things. Um, as I said, new to Major League Baseball this year, uh, fans of the Clippers uh, will not be new to that because uh, we've had it uh, for about six years here in, in AAA baseball. Uh, that was a program uh, that uh, Major League Baseball came to the minors and had us uh, sort of test and work the kinks out and uh, figure out exactly uh, how best uh, to institute that program. Um, and we still do it, of course, uh, here at the AAA level uh, with the pitch class, but you now see that um, at the Major League level. Um, similarly, uh, we are now experimenting uh, with a new automated ball strike system. Um, that is something that is not in the major leagues yet, uh, but would anticipate um, that they are heading towards having that someday. Uh, when you watch games now, you, you see the little uh, the little virtual box where the strike zone is, um, and, and automatically as the pitch is thrown, you see the exact spot, and you know whether the umpire was right or not, uh, or at least pretty close. Um, you know that kind of technology is what they are trying to uh, to perfect and have ready uh, for the big league. So fans coming out to Huntington Park this season uh, have certainly noticed those. Ch- Changes. Um, Major League Baseball uh, installed 23 um, camera sensors called Hawkeye sensors uh, in the park uh, this past offseason. And the technology now uh, has the ability um, to instantly um, tell the umpire uh, whether that pitch was a strike or a ball each time. Uh, we factor in uh, the batter and his height, and it uh, adjusts the strike zone for the height of the batter, and then um, the umpire uh, can get the signal. Uh, the, the real fun part here is that we're actually experimenting with two different systems uh, using this automated uh, ball strike technology. Uh, the, the first system we call the full uh, ABS, automated ball strike, um, that is where the, the human umpire does not make the decisions on the ball strike the the system calls it uh, he actually has a piece in his ear that tells him ball or strike on each pitch and he just simply uh, gives the indication um doesn't look a whole lot different to the fans because you still see the umpire there making the calls um but it's a lot more uh, crisp clean of a game uh, you don't have the uh, arguments and the disagreements and the the moans and the groans about uh, the balls and the strikes because we know that it's right 
Um, but we also are experimenting with a system uh, referred to as the ABS Challenge system, uh, which is radically different. The fans uh, who have been out to our games over the weekends, we do this each Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, here at Huntington Park in 2023. Uh, during the Challenge system, um, we we don't let the umpire hear the ABS system. So he's calling it just like he always has um, uh, with his with his brain, and uh, the the teams each have. Uh, three challenges and if they disagree uh with a ball or strike call they have the ability to uh to challenge it and the entire ballpark just a few moments later we'll see a graphic on the screen uh where we all will see the actual result of the pitch whether it was really a ball or a strike and if the player was right and the umpire was wrong the team does not lose a challenge they get to keep it uh if the umpire was right then the team loses a challenge they only have 3 uh, to play with there um so a whole new kind of strategic uh, element to the game uh with these challenges and when you use them and when you don't um, and players are finding out that the umpires uh, aren't nearly uh, quite as bad as they always thought. A lot of these pitches, uh, the umpires turn out to be right. We've seen some games where the umpires uh, were right several times, and you saw the fans actually start to applaud a little bit uh, for the umpires, saying, you know what, he's doing a great job back there. Um, but we've also had some games with some really fun uh, moments where uh, the umpire didn't have it quite right. You know, some of those pitches are, are just razor thin mm. close, so it's really uh, really hard for anybody to tell at 100 miles an hour uh, whether the pitch was it was a hair off the zone or not um so but it's been fun we've seen where they called a strike three on a batter and he challenged and sure enough the pitch was a ball and he got to keep his at bat going um very uh very different something that has not been part of baseball before um you know not sure which of those systems might be instituted in the major league someday but there's no question uh that they planned uh sooner than later uh, to have that automated ball strike technology um but if you want to get a taste of the future uh you can do that all you got to do is come on down to, to huntington park and uh, and watch some triple a baseball absolutely i was actually going to ask if this type of technology was making the umps nervous or uncomfortable because they might feel like they're being replaced but it sounds like they might have the fans finding and even the players a greater appreciation for umpires once the technology backs them up, huh? I think so. I think so. And there's still, uh, you know, you, you always get that question. Well, do you still need the umpire if you have these robots that can do it? But uh, <laughs> there, there's still an awful lot of calls. Uh, it really only applies to uh, deciding if there was a ball or a strike if the batter doesn't swing. Um, everything else, you know, calling a, a, a fair or foul ball. Uh, if there's a play at the plate, if it was the was the runner sliding in safe or out, um, there, there's still an awful lot of things that uh, that the home plate umpire has to call during the game. Um, but there is no question that it's uh, a little bit different existence for the umpires and for everybody administering the games, um, just kind of dealing with this new technology um, and reporting back to, to Major League Baseball about uh, how it's working um, and uh, just trying to help them work the bugs out uh, because this is uh, the kind of thing that uh, is going to be a, a permanent part of the game in the future. Might as well embrace that technology and might as well, as a fan, go and check it out at Huntington Park with the Columbus Clippers. So don't miss out on your opportunity. Go see Crash and Lucille and everyone else at the park. Chris Bragg, thank you so much for your time today. This has been wonderful. Well, thanks so much uh, for including us. We're very happy and we do hope uh, to see everyone down uh, here this August and September. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Join us for Gambling Things, Fantasy Sports, Gambling Things, and most importantly, Gambling Things. Hollywood Casinos on the Money, Sunday morning at 9. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. The Fan. 
Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Let's check in on the Cleveland Guardians and hear from Jeff Ellis of Locked On Guardians with our Eric Reeser. Talking with Jeff Ellis, he's the host of the Locked On Guardians podcast. Download, subscribe, listen to the Locked On Guardians podcast, wherever it is you do your podcasting. Jeff, the Major League Baseball's trade deadline came and went earlier this week. Uh, the Guardians moved Ahmed Rosario for Noah Syndergaard, then dealt Aaron Savale to Tampa, then David Bell to Miami. Uh, both of those two deals, the Savale and Bell, were done for prospects. Some Cleveland fans uh, had viewed these moves as just either cost-cutting or offloading talent that they no longer, the organization saw as valuable. But is that a fair analysis, in your opinion? How do the Guardians do at the deadline? I don't think it's, it is fair. I know that's not what a lot of people want to hear. Uh, there's definitely been a lot of anger that I've seen. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Savali is, doing Lockdown Guardians. A lot of people wanted to like let him go this offseason. I, I know he's been very good uh, since he's been back, but the fact he missed two months this year is just, that's what happens with Aaron Savali, even dating back to his minor league career. He's never eclipsed 130 innings. He always misses about two months a year. And that makes him hard to be someone you can really count on. And if, even if you think back to last year, he was awesome on us in either August or September, and then he got hurt and came in for that one playoff game, and we know how that went. He's a good pitcher. I don't want anyone to think otherwise. Uh, advanced metrics show he's probably been a little lucky. There is some regression coming with him. He's a solid mid-rotation to back-end guy. Uh, Cleveland traded him, you know, and that caused for a team at the time that was half a game out, uh, caused a lot of people to be upset. But I never in a million years would have thought they'd get Kyle Manzardo. You know, I might hold off talking about him, as uh, I'm sure you'll ask, but I thought he was an excellent prospect for him. And then in terms of the, the Bell deal, Bell just couldn't seem to get going all year. Like He's hitting the ball hard, but he's unfortunately hitting it right into the ground. He just could not seem to figure out his, his swing mechanics. He was 100% going to opt into that $16.5 million contract. And the problem with Bell and Naylor is you need one of them at first base, and Bell is not really a good defender. So then he holds down that DH spot and kind of hurts your flexibility. So it was cost-cutting, but it also opened up that spot. And Watson is a very interesting lottery ticket. So I, I think all in all, if you're just looking at where, the, yes, the Guardians were half a game out, but they've gotten over 500 like twice all year. They have not had more than a four-game win streak. Um, after this last series in Houston, they have the 10th worst record in baseball. They just haven't been good. Uh, they have the fifth hardest schedule going forward. The Twins have the fifth easiest. I just didn't think they were real contenders. Well, let's get into what the Guardians got back uh, at the deadline. Talking with Jeff Ellis, he's the host of the Locked On Guardians podcast. Kyle Manzardo, who you just mentioned, and then Khalil Watson. Just what exactly is the view of these two prospects for the organization, both in the short term and in the long term yeah with with Manzardo I'll, I'll just start off with uh, the two most common negatives I see which is people talking about Jake Bowers one thing I'll say about Jake Bowers um, when he was coming up through Tampa and Cleveland he had a for every one fly ball he had two ground balls now he's with the Yankees and he's on pace for 25 to 30 home runs this year and he has flipped that script he puts the ball in the air for Manzardo he's already doing that he's already at two fly balls for every one ground ball he's hitting the ball um, you know, a lot more. And that's part of his focus this year. He's, he's dealt with some injuries, the low batting average. All of this is out there, public knowledge. So on top of the shoulder issue, he also has a mom who uh, is only 50 years old and needs a heart transplant. And that's been kind of, as anyone who's had a sick family member knows, that's extra pressure on anyone. Uh, he has, by many people, in spite of the low batting average, one of the best hit tools in the minors. He's just been, his exit velocity is up, his hard hit 
um, percentage is up. He's been very focused on hitting for power. He's not the best against lefties. Let me just put that out there. Uh, that is full on. But the, the floor makes him a really special bat in terms of what he does against right-handers, which are 79% of the innings faced by a Major League Baseball team. And he's one of those guys, high contact, high doubles. He's going into that power. Uh, there's almost no situation where he doesn't make it to the big leagues. I mean, I've ne- every floor on him is, oh, okay, so he'll be a, a above average bat at first base. I think in the situation, Manzardo was just too good for Cleveland to say no. I don't think they necessarily were shopping Savale, but his approach at the plate, everything about him has been really strong, very solid. Uh, it was just the situation was too good to, to say no. And then with Watson, back in 2021, was the fourth-rated player on my draft board, universally considered uh, the best value in round one. But there were maturity issues at the time. You know, he was very fiery on the field, one of those guys that you love him if he's on your team, you hate him if he's on the other team. And it boiled over uh, last year when he there was a bad call in his opinion, and he pretended his baseball or his bat was a gun and pretended to shoot the umpire. Obviously, not something you can do. Very immature thing. He's a classic change of scenery type. Extremely athletic. Maybe the the top athlete in that 2021 draft class at the top of it. His stock is is way low. Cleveland loves to buy low. And honestly, at this point in time, with his athletic traits, I think you put him in center field. He could be that outfielder that people. We're talking about that the Guardians wanted to get a young outfielder. Watson has a killer arm. He could play third. He could play short. He hasn't been graded short so far in the minors. We'll put him in center field with that arm and that ability to run. He has power over hit. So I know for everyone out there, I, even though he's five foot nine, he had some of the best exit velocities and just bat speed in that draft class too. So you're taking a big gamble. Uh, he could be nothing. He could be a top-tier talent. So the name that most baseball fans should know who the Guardians did get before the deadline was Noah Syndergaard um, in the deal with the Dodgers, sending uh, Ahmed Rosario out to Los Angeles. Syndergaard making his Guardians debut this past Wednesday and what I thought, Jeff, was a pretty solid outing. Just two hits given up, one run, and then he got hit in the leg with a baseball. And, Jeff, what did you make of Thor's debut with Cleveland? It was better than anything you could have hoped for. It was clear that in some ways that deal helped set them up if they didn't move Savale, they knew they needed depth and there just wasn't much you could get from Ed right now. Uh, hopefully the work can continue to pitch like that. I mean, as we saw the rest of that weekend, that's a good Houston team. And that was arguably his best start of the year for, for him. I, he came in and looked somewhat like his old self. And you know, he is a guardian type of pitcher. He typically doesn't walk too many guys. He puts, has guys hit the ball more in the air than on line drives against him, which is what you want. So I, I mean, early returns to me were very positive. He is Jeff Ellis, is the host of the Locked On Guardians podcast. On August 2nd, so a day after the trade deadline, USA Today's Bob Nightingale said the AL Central was done, and that the Twins with a two-game lead over the Guardians had stayed put at the deadline, while the rest of the teams in the AL Central got worse, and that includes the Cleveland Guardians. Entering the weekend, Guardians are two back of the Twins. Are you ready to call the race now, in the first weekend in August? I'm not. I mean, I think we've learned through the years that maybe I should, because when you call it, it seems that that's when teams figure it out. It's going to be hard. On top of trading away Savali, which does hurt them in the now, all three of those rookie arms aren't necessarily on a hard innings count, but I don't think they're going to be pitching every fifth day the entire rest of the year. So for a team that had pitching depth issues, they're going to be even more pitching depth issues. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, they have the fifth hardest strength of schedule while the Twins have the fifth easiest. They do face each other six times. It's going to be very hard. 
Um, and the offense just honestly hasn't been there all year outside of, of Naylor and Jose. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, I do not think, uh, I, I would not put my money on Cleveland, but I also, I think we've seen enough over the years that uh, the twins seem to have their own problems fading in second half. So I, it's not anyone's game. It is still twins favor, but I don't think uh, calling it is the right move. So you're telling me there's a chance. Again, he is yeah. Jeff Ellis of the Locked On Guardians podcast. Go get that Locked On Guardians podcast wherever it is on any of the podcast platforms that you use. Jeff, thanks so much for the time today, bud. No, thanks for having me on. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Your favorite website has come to life. <laughs> no, 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 not that website. The 11 Warriors Radio Hour, all Buckeyes all the time. Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. Tuesday night at 8 on the fan. This, this is ONN. Welcome back to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Jeff Carr with Locked on Reds joins us today talking Reds baseball here on our show. And Jeff, the trade deadline has come and gone. Major League Baseball had a pretty busy deadline, but the Reds and the Guardians for that matter, it was fairly silent right near the deadline deal. Are you surprised the Reds made the one single move of left-handed pitcher Sam Mole coming in from Oakland? I'm slightly surprised, but I'm not, like, stunned. I I feel as though Nick Kroll was getting a lot of uh, really high prices whenever he was looking into the starting pitching market. We saw some different trades go down for other teams, like the Philadelphia Phillies gave up a top-five prospect in their organization to get a rental of Michael Lorenzen. And I kind of looked at that trade and said, if that is what it costs to get Michael Lorenzen, I think some of these other guys are going to just be way too expensive for Nick Crawl to really pull the trigger on it. So I appreciate that he was, you know, kind of true to his long-term plan. I think it's very clear that he has set forth a plan of, you know, sustained com- competition that he is going to be able to continue uh, with the roster that he's built. I was going to ask you, I mean, is there something to be said for the belief in what they have, the belief in what they're getting back injury wise, not getting too far ahead of your plan that is or was, even though you feel like you're at that point, it just seems very logical. They didn't do it much, at least to me. I agree. And, And there's plenty of pitchers, that the Reds have on rehab assignments that are going to be coming back soon. I mean, Hunter Green, of course, is the big one. He just had his first rehab appearance on uh, Tuesday night, and he looked pretty good in Arizona. And I think that when Nick Kroll looked at that, he didn't have to feel the sense of urgency that some other teams showed with their deals. Like, there's a lot of teams, and, and the Baltimore Orioles are a prime example of a team that either stood pat or sold for years and years and years. And this trade deadline they bought, and there's a lot of people thinking that they really overpaid for Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals. So I think that Nick Kroll wanted to avoid anything of just like, boy, oh boy, the the Reds really got fleeced on that deal. And when it comes to being a buyer at the deadline, sometimes that's kind of how you you have to operate. You mentioned Nick Green. What about Nick Lodolo? And I know there are some other rehabbing pitchers on assignments right now throughout the minor league system. What do you know about kind of where the progress is with everybody? 
Yeah, so um, it was good to see Green's first rehab stint. He had two shutout innings with just a one hit allowed and three strikeouts. Nicola Dolo is still, I think he's close to a rehab appearance. He hasn't uh, traveled out to Arizona just yet, uh, still rehabbing that leg. But I think all indications are that basically whenever Green returns, probably a week after we'll see Lodolo. I think both will be healthy and ready for a September playoff push. Uh, Vladimir Gutierrez also yes. started his rehab after uh, uh, Tommy John surgery. I think the plan for him, and really when you look at the landscape for him moving forward, I mean, he was a solid starting pitcher as a rookie, but I think that the best uh, path forward for him and for the team is that he comes out of the bullpen. And his first rehab outing reflected that. He pitched one inning. It was a perfect inning uh, out in Arizona. And then uh, another bullpen piece that could be back uh, very soon, he's in Louisville right now, is actually Casey Legamina. And Casey Legamina, uh, we, we saw him a little bit early on this season. He's got some electric stuff. Uh, hoping to see him back. He He pitched a perfect inning in Louisville on Tuesday night as well. And then uh, TJ Antone, he is working in the complex league right now in Arizona. TJ Antone, it's going to be interesting to see what we get out of him. It's his second Tommy John surgery, and that's not something that pitchers usually come back from right away. So we may see kind of an up and down rehab. He might come back kind of like what Tony Santion did there for a minute where it's like, okay, he's in the major leagues, but you watch him pitch and it's just, he still needs time. And so, uh, you know, Tony Santion's in AAA. TJ Antone could be ready for September, but I, he's a guy that I think I'm having very little expectations for as to what he can bring to the table, because as awesome as he was in years past, I don't think it's fair to expect that right out of the gate. Jeff, position player Jonathan India landing on the injured list, heel problem. Is that, it figures to be a, a, a strictly 10, 15 day deal for him on the IL? I think it's possible. The, the plantar fasciitis is one of those things that has a wide range of outcomes. Uh, we remember a couple of years ago, Moose was dealing with that and it felt like he dealt with it all year long. Uh, India's a little bit physical, better shape than uh, Mike Moustakis uh, <laughs> was. But um, I, I think that we'll see him. There, there's two things, the, the, his physical ability, but also just his mental ability too, I think is what's going to at least help him fight through whatever it is he has to deal with, with a plantar fasciitis. And he wants to get back. I mean, you, you know that he is one of the leaders of this ball club. He has got a competitive mentality. Uh, that rivals anyone in the game. And with what the Reds are doing, he wants to be a part of it. He doesn't want to be sitting on the sidelines watching. So I, I look for him to probably be back in, I, I, I'd say, 10 days. Whenever he initially went on the injured list, he's like, oh, yes, I, I will be back as soon as I, I can. Um, but the Reds don't absolutely have to rush him. That's the, the only part of this that makes me think, you know, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 15 because they do have a very talented infield, even without Jonathan India, and they can kind of slow play this and make sure that he is really ready to go because as it's becoming more and more clear, this team is going to be in the thick of the playoff race right up until the very end. Hopefully they're uh, at at the uh, head of the table for the NL Central, and then we can talk about the first team to ever flip a 100-loss season into a division championship season the following year. Jeff, always appreciate your time and insight. Thanks so much. We'll catch up soon. 
Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. That's Jeff Carr from Locked on Reds. More of the Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Now is a great time to schedule a back-to-school dental appointment. Dr. Lori Fitzgerald, president of the Ohio Dental Association, is here to tell us more. Your child's teeth and gums need the right food, nutrition, and vitamins to grow strong and stay healthy. Help them maintain good oral health by brushing every morning and night, flossing, visiting the dentist twice a year, and developing good eating habits. As kids head back to school, it is important to know that foods and drinks high in sugar, acidity, and other cavity-promoting substances are often low in nutritional value and have the potential to create plaque capable of damaging tooth enamel. A back-to-school dental appointment can diagnose any potential problems and improve your child's oral health. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state, are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and obtain superior ongoing education and training. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you are being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org. Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Make memories that will last a lifetime at the Ohio State Fair, July 26th through August 6th. Experience your favorite fair traditions like the Butter Cow, Smoky Bear, the Sky Glider, and livestock animals. Enjoy delicious food, exhilarating rides, shopping, arts, exciting entertainment, live music, education, hands-on activities, and so much more. Get tickets to visit the Ohio State Fair, July 26th through August 6th at OhioStateFair.com. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. August special elections rarely get a lot of attention, and they have had historically low turnout in the past. Ohio can't afford for you to sit this one out, though. Issue 1 would end majority rule in our state and would take away the voice of we the people to make decisions about Ohio's future. Please make a plan to vote on August 8th. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Do you or any of your family members, neighbors, or friends own a property that you just want to be done with it? If so, call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000. Would it be convenient for you to take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. Call 614-470-2000. That's 614-470-2000. The Fan, The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time now to get some highlights of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show with Jay Crawford. Here's producer Colin Barringer to set the scene. Thanks, Kate. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Adam the Bull shares his opinion on why it's an important season for Browns tight end David Njoku. Ultimately, the guy with the most to prove is David Njoku. That's my guy. (laughs) That's my guy. David Njoku has been paid as an elite tight end. Yeah. David Njoku has been at his best a above average tight end. And even that is stretching maybe a little. Average to slightly above average. How's this? 
he's in. He's been in the upper half of tight end. Sure, but, but, uh, but so if that makes him above average, but yeah. it's barely. But he's on the lower end of the upper half. I agree with that, one hundred percent. The money he's been paid, the opportunities he's been given, everything is set up for him to have a great year this year. Yeah. And if he doesn't find, and the only thing I'll say is, you know, Travis Kelsey and and guys like that, they're the anomalies. There are a lot of tight ends who have taken a while to develop, but this is a long time. To catch the full breakdown, just search the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube, subscribe to their page, and enjoy daily content covering all things Cleveland sports. We'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue on the Ohio News Network. Rothman and Ice. This offseason, they brought in some guys that have started games and know what it takes to get yeah. busy down in the trenches. That run game, I think, is in for a bounce back. Rothman and Ice, weekdays at noon. Sponsored by your local Pella Window showroom. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. That's all for this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Thanks so much to this week's guest, Chris Sprague, the Director of Media and Ticket Services for the Columbus Clippers. Get out to Huntington Park for some baseball before the season ends. And thanks to all of our Locked On podcast contributors this week as well. For Colin Barringer, Eric Reeser, and Matt Andrews, I'm Kate Burdett. Thanks for listening to Ohio Sports Magazine. Join us next week right here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus.